Blog Talk Radio. To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs long one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with AJ Singh, the vice president of brand development for Johnny's Italian Steakhouse. And Johnny's Italian Steakhouse is a leading dining destination offering an everyday indulgence that provides high-end experience without the high-end price. We're going to talk to AJ about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. Stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, 
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with AJ Singh, the vice president of brand development for Johnny's Italian Steakhouse. And Johnny's Italian Steakhouse is a leading dining destination offering an everyday indulgence that provides high-end experience without the high-end price. Hi, AJ. How are you? Welcome to the show. Marty, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is my pleasure, AJ. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, AJ? Well, I'm actually in our operational support center located in Moline, Illinois. We're about two and a half hours due west of Chicago. Oh, okay, fantastic. How's the weather there this morning, AJ? It's a gorgeous day today. It's probably in the early, uh, probably, I'd probably say upper 80s, sunny, no breeze. Ah, it's terrific. beautiful. That's wonderful. Well, you guys that's deserve it. You had a rough winter, so yeah, that's fantastic. That. No question. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this this was an interesting – when I was reading about um, the whole story of Johnny's Italian Steakhouse, I thought it was a great story. It's one of the reasons why we really started the show 11 years ago, um, AJ, is, you know, we've always said that, you know, every franchise or every business has a story, and Johnny's Italian Steakhouse is, is certainly – one of those examples. Maybe we can go back to the beginning. You know, you could talk about, you know, how the whole concept evolved because it's a really amazing story. Of course, I'd be happy to. And, and by the way, congratulations on 11 great years. That's quite an accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you. That's, thank You're you so welcome. much. So, you know, one of the stories we like to present is that, that quite often we're asked this, is, is was there a Johnny's? And the reality was there were actually two of them that the, the concept yeah. was modeled after. Um, and we we go back to really the Prohibition era and the speakeasy days here in Des Moines, um, where, as you probably well know, uh, Al Capone's favorite uh, location mm-hmm. for whiskey came out of, out of the state of Iowa. And so right. um, Johnny Stamblatos was actually uh, born and raised to the Prohibition area, and his father had a speakeasy, and uh, he grew up to actually develop one of his own. Um, that concept actually stayed uh, in the Des Moines marketplace for many, many years until it had come to a flood. But effectively... Uh, he, in his sheer brilliance, he, he located this speakeasy behind a cement factory next to the Raccoon River, and um, wow. he did that for a couple couple reasons. One, when regulators would come to try and, uh, and catch him in the act, uh, his spotters would see the, the trails of dust through the cement factory, and they would then go ahead and take the whiskey barrels and float them down the Raccoon River out of harm's way, effectively. And so... Um, when uh, in the early 90s, the concept, unfortunately, which had an arduous following, um, went away, Mike Whalen, who's the CEO of our company, went to the family and said, look, we'd like to recreate a modern version of this. And um, mm-hmm. with their blessing, we did. And uh, in fact, some of the recipes from, uh, from back then still exist today in Johnny's. Wow. That's, it, it's such a great story, AJ. You know, and that's the beauty of franchising, isn't it? Is that, you know, your franchisees get to be part of this whole history and amazing culture um, uh, 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 of Johnny's Italian Steakhouse, you know, and, and that's certainly a benefit of franchising, isn't it? No question. That's terrific. And, you know, what really stood out to me, you know, when I was reading that the description in, in the introduction of the show, you know, is that how, you know, you provide, you know, a high end experience without the high end price, you know, and I, and I think that's important because I think a lot of people, they do want that great experience. But, you know, a lot of times when you have that five star experience, you know, it, it, there's a big, you know, cost factor to that. How, how do you typically describe the, the franchise to a, a prospective franchisee, AJ? I mean, if you were at a, a franchise show and someone came up to your booth and they said the typical question, so what do you guys do? How do you typically describe it? 
Sure. No, that's a that's a very good question. It's one that's often asked of us. And you know, in mm-hmm. this day and age, as you well know, with thousands of franchise concepts out there yeah. and more coming by the day, it becomes right. harder and harder to differentiate. So one of the first conversations that we have with any prospective franchisee is that we like to pull the curtain back behind Johnny so that we can understand what's behind the scenes. And and first and foremost, what we believe in, quite frankly, is that in order for a brand to sustain itself today and, and continue well into the future, you have to be enduring before you're endearing. And so, mm. you know, we would classify us perhaps as an emergent brand, you know, being in the franchise business now for about five years prior to that operating Johnny's for at least 12 operations before we even decided to do that. And so what's unusual about our company is that, you know, we're founded on the back of hospitality. Mike Whalen started the company in 1978 with a 100-seat mm-hmm. restaurant. Uh, after he decided that Harvard Law, as a graduate of Harvard Law, law wasn't going to be for him, and so he stepped into the restaurant wow. world. Today, our company employs over 3,000 employees, and uh, wow. we're in eight states. So, you know, That's we have incredible. 80 people in our operational support center who are all there to effectively leverage that opportunity to benefit our franchisees. So, case in point, six architects, three designers, our own construction team, our own full media graphics marketing design department. And so, very soon, prospective franchisees get to realize that we aren't necessarily a fledgling franchise company by virtue mm-hmm. of the fact that we've been around for four years. And so when we set that dialogue, they're very engaged. They're very interested in learning more right. about us. And then we can talk a little bit more about what Johnny's truly is. And, and to your point, I think the importance is that for us, Johnny's should be an everyday indulgence. And so mm-hmm. to, to position a restaurant as a special occasion-only restaurant today is difficult because that's the only time you see the guest. And, right. you know, very often we'll have guests in the Johnny's who are dining with us two and three and four times in some cases a week. Wow. So that's, that's the, the uniqueness. Uh, you know, and I think we've, we've tried to create it in such a fashion that it's not an intimidation to the guest. So I, I'd say we're fine dining without the white tablecloths, the stuffiness, and the higher prices. It's it's and it's the experience like you you were talking about AJ. You know, I mean, we have some you know really nice restaurants that you know my family will go to, but the only thing is, we'll only go to it once a year sometimes because it's so expensive. You know, sure. and it's nice that within your case, you know, that people could come back to Johnny's because it's not going to break the bank, isn't it? You know, so you get to have those, I guess we could say, like relationships with your customers as well, can't you? Absolutely. And we've had many that have gone on for years and years with many of our own serving staff as well. So, you know, we're packed at prom. Kids love us and we resonate very, very well with an older demographic, too. And so, as you well know, you know, the economy goes through a number of cycles. And at some point in time, it may be prone for a down cycle. And what we didn't want to do is have a concept that unfortunately would lose a fairly sizable component of its audience during a downturn trend. And right. so that's where we position the price point dynamics. Case in point, one of the things we're famous for at lunch, believe it or not, is known as Steak, Steak, Steak. That occurs every Hmm. Thursday, and we've done it throughout Johnny's history, and it's at all the locations. So, uh, yes, certified Angus beef, top sirloin, filet, with sides and with a beverage on every Thursday, offered at $12. Wow. So, to me, that really is the linchpin of affordability, right? So, it's a great way for people to understand what we're about. That's terrific. What's what's one of your favorites, AJ, when you go into a Johnny's Italian Steakhouse? Because I know you get to go into a lot of them, don't you? I mean, if I was with you right now and you and I were having like lunch or getting ready for lunch, is there anything that you would recommend to me or anything that you would particularly order? Oh, my goodness. It's such it, We have such an extensive menu, and believe it or not, it's hard to pick a yeah. favorite. But I would tell you, one of, one of my favorites is uh, 
at lunch is a clubhouse Monte Cristo with a Caesar side salad. We have a two pick mm. option that allows you to have an infinite selection. And it's like having dessert with a salad to help ease a little bit of that guilt. That's fantastic. That's something. How How is um, Johnny's Italian Steakhouse uh, implementing technology today? Is technology a big part of, of the franchise model, AJ? Well, you know, it's a great question. It, it is, but I think we try to keep that somewhat behind the scenes. And one of the things we're well mm-hmm. known for when it comes to entertaining our guests is that we prefer to see, you know, guests – Cell phones are obviously imminent today, and we see them every. But and in Johnny's, what you notice is that cell phones take a backseat to conversation, and we try really hard to make sure that that technology doesn't infringe upon the dining opportunity experience. So a lot of what we employ in technology is behind the scenes, whether it's using mobile-based technology to help our people train uh, with application-based software, the tools to obviously provide them access to getting good reporting and solid data reporting so they can manage their restaurants more effectively. All right. of those things we employ and, and take great stakes to make sure that our franchisees have access to. One of them is a, is a portal system that allows access anywhere, both on mobile and desktop. It has everything Johnny's related to it uh, for access. Wow. Sort of our Bible and encyclopedia. That's terrific. I noticed that on the website too. I think I, you know when I was on the website last week, I, I remember recalling seeing some like cell phones take a back seat in Johnny's. You know, I thought that really stood out. You know, exactly. until I asked the question. You know, because I thought that was great. It really adds to the experience. I think. Um, what types? The majority of our listeners, AJ, we we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them have it in their mind that they'd like to go into franchising. But you were saying it earlier. It seems like you know a new franchise pops up every single day. So you know, it's it's, it's a little confusing to a, a lot of our listeners as far as where to begin. What, what types of characteristics does Johnny's Italian Steakhouse look for in, in, in their franchisees or prospective franchisees? Yeah, so you know, beyond the perfunctory financials that we typically look for, mm-hmm. which are stated on our site, um, at, at that point then where, where we sort of separate the wheat from the chaff would really be in looking at the, the passion for hospitality. Um, yeah. You know, Mike Whalen uh, grew up playing with train sets when he was a little kid, Lionel train sets. And so oh, wow. his operating philosophy today is quite simple. He has two, char- two, two effective marching orders for us. Today we, we build bigger train sets, whether it's our hotels, our restaurants, <laughs> or retail development. Because most importantly, we will always pick who we want to play with. And the reason wow. we say that is because if you think about it, when you approach work as play, and you right. pick the partners you want to work with, whether that's the franchisee picking us or vice versa, life is so much better, and it allows us to drive so much harder for that relationship. And so today, you know, our franchisees are family first and business partners second. And so culture is a huge component of that. And in many cases, uh, we've, we've regrettably had to say no to, to as many people as we've said mm-hmm. yes to. But we believe yeah. at the end of the day that also does the applicant a favor because life's too short to get into a relationship that you don't enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great analogy. Is, you know, you get to pick who you want to play with, you know, because it does make sense. You know, it, it's, it's will they fit into the cultures of a Johnny's Italian Steakhouse? So I, I think that's fantastic. What What is the training like, AJ? I mean, once you decide that you indeed, you know, like them, they like you and they want to come on board as a franchisee. I mean, do do they typically come out to Illinois then to for the training? Is that how it works? Yeah, great question. So we have quite an extensive uh, training uh, module program, and I'm sure you hear that a lot with a lot of franchise companies. Mm-hmm. We split it into effectively two segments. Um, okay. We actually have our training hub located in Des Moines, Iowa, and there we have upwards of three Johnnies that are all retrofitted in three different scenarios, one of which, believe it or not, or two of which, believe it or not, are in hotels, 
and another freestanding. So when our uh, trainees come out to visit with us, our franchise partners effectively elect uh, two people to come out, a managing director and their culinary mm-hmm. maestro, effectively their chef. And for a period of 21 days, they'll be situated with us going through all things Johnny. So effectively a 300-hour coursework load that includes both practical wow. work as well as classroom and indoctrination in both of the brand culture as well. So includes testing, testing out, and meeting certification standards before they go back to their property. Typically, that occurs about 45 to 60 days before their property is gearing up to open. Mm-hmm. And then approximately 11 days before we go live at their location, we have a, ten, a team of 10 outstanding training partners that come out from our locations to help them open up. And we'll be there for 21 days in total, believe it or not. That's great. What is, a, a, for our listeners, AJ, what, what's a typical day like for a Johnny's Italian Steakhouse franchisee? I'm sure every day is a little bit different, but I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, some a lot of routine uh, in the process as well. Is, is there such a thing as a typical day? That's a great question. Uh, I wouldn't say it's quite as typical. Now, in, in our scenario, most of our franchise partners currently um, operate a number of other businesses as well. So we mm. are part of a portfolio of businesses that they continue to operate. Right. So the vast majority of their time is spent probably more in the oversight role and day-to-day is really relegated to the managing director, if you will, the general manager or partner sure. for that particular property. And their responsibility includes everything from analysis, reporting, but you know, we purposely design our offices to be rather small at our Johnny's locations because we believe that the office should be out front. Our, our managing directors are always out interacting mm-hmm. with our staff and with our guests. It's important. Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what drives the numbers. And at the end of the day, that probably allows them opportunity to take a look at those numbers and reporting, making sure that they're steering their business forward. That's terrific. What's been uh, what, what? We always like to stump our guests once in a while, AJ. You know, we ask the question. You know, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since being part of Johnny's Italian Steakhouse? I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of stories, but does anything stand out? Any surprises that 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 you've encountered? You know, o- over your time with Johnny's. There's always a new surprise. It seems like uh, every day, and I think that uh, it's a learning experience for us. For me. I- the reaffirmation continues to be hearing from our franchise partners who after we are mm-hmm. we finish opening them up tell us consistently time and time again that they feel like they're part of the family and in many cases our we have staff we just came back from Oakland, Wisconsin where our first Johnny's opened up as a franchise partner. We walked mm-hmm. in almost five years to the day uh, to visit them and we saw some of the same front of house serving staff there wow. still to this day. Now as you well know in the industry, with 120% yes. plus turnover rate, that's pretty unheard of. To it me, is. that signifies the ability of family and culture. If you can maintain that, the sheer magnitude of the impact of having a staff that consistently stays with you to serve the same guests and attract more is huge. That's incredible, yeah. Particularly, you know, in your industry, it's it's just so rare, you know. And 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 you know, you're doing a great job, you know, by picking out your franchisees and and um, you know, and your managers are are doing a great job as far as maintaining the culture of Johnny's Italian Steakhouse. So I I think that's fantastic. I was getting earlier when I was mentioning earlier, AJ, that you know, uh, being that you know, there's so much out there today that a lot of our listeners are not to worry, I hate to use the word confused, but they don't know where to begin because there's just, you know, I think they said 
there's something like 3,700 different concepts out there in the United States today. From, from right. everything you've learned about franchising, you know, up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Well, my advice would be simply to look at it from the standpoint of long-term endurance and performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I described the term pulling back the curtain, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's important, I, I think, for a number of reasons. In this day and age, you see um, a mix of franchise concepts that are emerging that are obviously trying to, they're struggling to stay relevant. They're struggling to maintain capital structures so they can continue to build upon it. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got massive franchise concepts that have been around for a long time that continuously trade hands with private equity groups. And so, right. you know, I, I think it's important to, to do that research behind the fact. Obviously, having love of concept is extremely important. You've got to have sure. a passion for that. But right. at the end of the day, don't be afraid to pull back that question or the curtain and ask the hard questions. That's terrific. What what are Johnny's Italian Steakhouse plans for the future, AJ? I mean, if you could look into a crystal ball, you know, like three to five years down the road, where do you see the organization? We would uh, probably tell you that we'll look at, from a, from a sheer quantity perspective, I would tell you that between 20 to 25 additional units being opened up. And mm-hmm. uh, by comparison, some large concept of chains that might seem like a relatively small number, but I would tell you that when you think about the magnitude of what it takes to open up a concept and to grow methodically and strategically, and in our right. case, we typically want to go continuous market expansions, we, what we don't want to do is end up 10 years from now closing uh, half as many stores right. as we open, you know, and so um, yeah. for us, again, it's that pick your pick who you want to play with mentality drives us sure. to make sure that we really do a lot of diligence. Um, at the end of the day, my vision would tell you that I, we would love to have 60 or 70 franchised partners who have three or four Johnnies of their own. And, and that, that club, if you will, does exceptionally well for one another without feeling as though it's it's a national change field. For us, the, the positioning for Johnnies is really it, – it, it's – its advantages is it's seen as a local dining destination in markets that we place it in rather than a national chain. Yeah, I think that's that's a great response, AJ, you know, because I've, I've had, you know, other guests on the show, you know, that will say, okay, well, we want, you know, 3,000 units in the next three to five years, you know, and there's a famous story with Dave Thomas, you know, where Wendy's at one point, I mean, they were getting it was too big, too fast, where, you know, he was opening up, I think it was like one Wendy's every single day, and what ha- was happening was yeah. they were ended up closing, you know, restaurants at the same time, you know, and you say, what was the point, you know, of, of getting too big, too right. fast, you know, I think that that's great, you know, that, that you have that mindset, you know, and that you are cautious of, you know, who you're going to bring on board. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to you guys coming out towards the Eastern Pennsylvania area, you know, at some point, I hope like in Thank the next you. three to five years, you know, I think that would be fantastic because <laughs> I could see you guys being really a big hit anywhere. If you think about it, right. I mean, you know, this, this concept could really apply to, you know, all 50 States, of course, couldn't it? And, and, you know, multiple locations in every single state, if you think about it, couldn't it? We'd love to think so, absolutely. And I think that uh, smart growth over time will dictate that for us. And uh, right. you know, I think you have to know where your strengths are as well. And for us, I think what we've decided upon ourselves is that um, our, our strengths lie in that secondary tertiary market. I think if you look at a lot of tier one cities, you think about New York mm. and Miami and right. L.A., you know, they really are chock full with a ton of great restaurant concepts. But but, but right. more importantly – you know, the, the costs in order to operate are stratospheric, real estate, labor, all of those things come into right, play. So what we try to do is put put aside the ego and just say, look, let's sure. be a great player in a secondary tertiary market. And that's worked exceedingly well for us at this point in time. 
it certainly helps make sure that you, you don't have downward pressure from the likes of other fine dining institutions coming in your marketplace as well. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's a fantastic strategy. What's the best way for our listeners, AJ, to get more information on Johnny's Italian Steakhouse? The product itself and, of course, the franchise opportunity. Any uh, websites that you can direct them to? Yeah, absolutely. So if they're interested in looking at our business-to-consumer-based website, that's simply johnnysitaliansteakhouse.com without the apostrophe. Okay. But if they'd like to delve in and pull the curtain back behind us from an operational perspective, we have a development site, and that's simply jisfranchising.com. That's fantastic. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry, and I was just going to mention, Marty, there you'll find all of my contact information, so I'd welcome anybody to reach out directly, and we'll be always happy to have a discussion. That's terrific. And the website's fantastic, by the way, too, AJ. It's very impressive. You know, Thank it has a you. nice feel to it and a nice theme to it, you know. So it just it, – it's, it's it was a real pleasure for me to finally have you on the show because I've been talking about you for the last week. So to have the chance to speak to you today, you know, and I'd really like to invite you back, you know, over the next year or so as you continue to grow because I think this is a wonderful concept. Uh, you're very kind, and I'm very, very honored to have been part of your show, Marty. Thanks so much for having us. We really appreciate it. This- This has been my pleasure, AJ. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, Franchise Interviews has been hosting Franchise Interviews for almost six years now and almost 300 shows. And during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Art Coley, who is the president of Alpha Graphics. And Art has a wonderful quote. He says that franchising is one of the greatest inventions for small business. And he kind of expands why. So here we go. 
fantastic program. I mean, when I saw it, I, I said I thought this was very exciting for you guys, you know, and and it's it's so it, it's going to be interesting to to watch it. I mean, it sounds like you're. Franchise partners are certainly going to appreciate something like this, and I guess that's the benefit of getting into franchising as well, isn't it, Art? You know, is to you know have a program like this, you know, a very strong program um, that the franchisees can really benefit from. Yeah, I tell you, Marty, you, you, you know, you said something earlier. You know, I was saying earlier about you know that that uh, that nearly ten years of restaurant ownership. Mm-hmm. There were months, Marty, and we were not a franchise. There yeah. were months, Marty, where I would have. I begged for somebody to send a royalty check to because I thought, man, if, if somebody could bring me some turnkey marketing programs, if somebody exactly. could bring me some, some, some training solutions that were already ready to go for the employees and how to hire them and who's the right person, how to recruit them, if somebody could bring me a process for um, you know, for, for uh, creating more traffic at my restaurant or right. operational workflow and checklist, Marty, I believe, I believe, you know, and I've had people, you know, great people like, you know, Bud Hadfield, and I can, you know, go down the list of just the names of people that have, you know, are in my cell phone that I can call any time. I mean, John Luther over at Duncan Brands and Jim Amos, who, you know, led uh, mailboxes, et cetera, and you know all these names. I think they're they're good. I'm I'm honored to be on your show today, just knowing those guys. Thank you. People like that are people that you've uh, you've interviewed, but, um, you know, franchising, I believe, is the greatest invention for small business ownership. Yeah. Because franchising doesn't change the fact that you're still a small business owner. Exactly. Uh, All franchising should do, I mean, my job as president of Alpha Graphics is to take people who have decided they want to be a small business owner and they want to do it in in this arena of providing visual communication solutions, whether that's a document solutions or marketing solutions, but my job as president of Alpha Graphics is just simply to take the hurdles that that may be six feet high, if you're if you're out there on your own trying to do it yourself, and let's take them down to six inches. The hurdles yeah. are still there. You're still going to have employee issues. You're still going to have operational issues. You still need to have somebody. You're still going to deal with your financials in your business. And I think sometimes prospective franchisees forget that. Yes, they forget that they're still they they they, they may possibly think the franchisor is going to take those problems away. And there are some that we that, that we do remove off the table, but for the most part, they're all still there. We just have systems and approach and coaching and support to help you manage. That and now it's a little speed bump in the road uh, in, in the uh, in the road instead of a you know climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.